morning. It's a great day. Kind of in a funny place, I realize that. But uh, it's still hot, and that sun is still very uh, hot. And it, uh, when it beats across the camera, it, uh, uh, it goes out. It shuts off because it overheats. But I'm going to be right out there where the orange cones are. Those are my orange cones. And my banner's right here still rolled up. And that's where I'll be till uh, between 4 and 4.30 today. So I'm on 11 to 4 shift today. And that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the... Till next spring. <laughs> till next summer, I guess. But uh, So I brought this book again. Hallelujah. Uh, this book is the uh, uh, this book is the Word of God. <laughs> That's this right here. That's the Word of God. And uh, this picture is uh, that's the University of Pennsylvania, uh, University of uh, Colorado, CU, which is right behind these trees here. We're on the campus right here. Actually, this is part of the campus. That lake is a part of the campus. And uh, this was taken up at, at Broadway. This is Broadway, and I was standing at Pennsylvania. That's one of my corners I'm at. This is the GEC True Study, Gospel Evangelist Church, but I'm really just teaching the truth. And this is the first book of eight. Uh, book one, two, three, and four will be on the New Testament. We'll have 260 chapters, uh, one chapter or one page or per, uh, per chapter of the New Testament. Then uh, the next four books will be the Old Testament and the New Testament. So it kind of ease you into the first year, kind of going really easy and slow. Then the second year really picks up a little bit, picks up quite a bit. And then the third year uh, really takes off. So you got a whole year to kind of build up your momentum in studying the Word of God. And then the second year, you got to put it into second or third gear. And then uh, you have to put it up in high gear once you get into year three and possibly year four of what we're doing in our uh, GEC True Study. Uh, this actually is called our church school. Not this church, but just the church at large, the church of Jesus Christ, the church of God, school. That's yeah, kind of cool. And I'm scared the school of the prophets is uh, church school, GEC True Study uh, Church School. Okay. And uh, this is the back of the book. And uh, you can get this online. Uh, it's $9.27. That's my cost. I'm giving away the profit margin to help pay for the handling charge and the shipping uh, so you can get this book. So all the, the cost is simply the printing cost. There's no profit involved. I'm giving, uh, that's the idea behind it, okay? Uh, because it'd be easy to sell this for, you know, a 50% increase, right? That's, you know, whatever. Uh, but I'm giving that profit away. There's, I'm not selling the Word of God. Also, with this class, uh, you can go to our website. Uh, this is John, C-H-O-Q-U-E. Uh, .org. Uh, that's where our church website is right now. Or you can go to gospelevangelistchurch.org and it'll just take you to this site here. And there's a link in there you can see where it says to order it and uh, you takes you over to the book patch which is our printer and uh, you can order it from there. It takes five to ten days to get it because they print it on demand. And uh, that's good. Uh, what else was I was going to say? Oh, and then with this uh, book and all the books as far as I know uh, we're gonna have a class and the class is every day Monday through Friday 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Boulder time mountain time and uh, we had one this morning we started a few minutes before 7 and we end a few minutes before 8 and uh, then we go about our day and every class is different and I'm learning I'm growing it's not perfect there's a lot of problems still but uh, we're working through all the little situations all the little glitches and problems and uh, this is only class seven. Huh. So we got 65 uh, 
for this one 65 yeah this one book I think 65 yeah I think so uh, yeah 65 65 plus sorry 65 classes just for this one book and I'm giving that away also I'm not charging for the class a lot of people charge for classes they charge three or four hundred dollars for a class but uh, we're not charging there either we're giving that away and a lot of people think well why not give it away and uh, that's what I'm doing why not giving it away <laughs> and uh, God provides for me God provides for this street ministry God provides for our missionary church uh, we're working for God not for man not for some organization not for some missionary organization or alliance of any kind uh, God provides first Corinthians 9 14 God has ordained that uh, that's how we do it all right so I'm gonna put this down I'm gonna get into the Word of God I'm gonna throw it right here on the floor on the floor ground <laughs> I'm outside I'm not uh, in a building this is uh, I'm a street preacher street minister I've been in the ministry uh, next year will be 50 years I've been serving the Lord Jesus Christ nonstop I've never stopped serving Jesus I've had low times very dark bad times and I've had mountaintop experiences uh, so I've been up and down up and down over 50 years that's five decades that's a long time it's probably older been in serving the Lord probably old longer than uh, the probably 90 uh, I'm gonna say 90 little over 90 percent of the viewers I've been serving the Lord longer than 90 percent of the viewers of this channel are old <laughs> how about that so about five to ten percent of the people are 65 and above okay and about 90 95 percent are 64 and below how about that right and uh, so I've been serving the Lord a long time anyways uh, that's just silly talk I know that so uh, let's pray real quick so Lord I thank you that we can come out to the street we can stand in the shade and then we can go out there in the Sun lift a banner minister and preach and give out gospel tracts and pray for people and talk to people uh, I know there's a lot of students now coming going uh, every hour there's a group of students that go by because they're going to class and I thank you Lord that we can touch every student here see you at all the different locations I am around uh, the university I thank you for what you're gonna do even today on this sermon Lord I praise you and I give you all the glory for what we're gonna be doing even now <laughs> in your name Jesus I love you Lord I love you in Jesus name amen I love Jesus I love Jesus I love you too man I'm glad you're here I'm really happy uh, come over to the class uh, if you can at 7 o'clock in the morning and uh, click on and see uh, what we're doing it's kind of odd it's not what I thought it was gonna be at all but we're doing something uh, we'll see how it goes right and uh, but I'm committed and I'm really enjoying it so uh, this is we're gonna preach out of our Sunday prayer letter uh, this letter this week is called they caused great joy they caused great joy that's Acts 15 verse 3 and we're in the theme for this year called signs wonders miracles praise worship now I say this year now I didn't know this was going to go for all year I thought it was going to go for a few weeks maybe a month or two but I didn't know it's going to go through the entire year of 2023 <laughs> uh, that's like wow uh, that's pretty amazing and uh, so uh, we've seen signs we've seen wonders we've seen miracles but we have not yet and we're looking I mean where our eyes are open we're looking we're very diligent very vigilant and looking for praise and worship okay but it's coming so 
Hallelujah. So we're in part three. Our letter has seven parts. This is part three for Tuesday. Acts 15, verse 13 to 21. Very, very windy, so I don't know how the audio is going to turn out. Plus, the camp, the microphone is pointing towards the traffic. I have to do it this way because of the winds blowing in my face. So I have a choice. Either the wind's going to make the audio messed up or all the traffic is going to make it messed up. So either way, that's the way it is. Uh, this is not a green screen behind me. I'm not in some studio with this uh, image behind me. I am actually outside under this big old cottonwood tree by this uh, muddy lake. <laughs> it's muddy because of the runoff. And uh, they're opening up all the water and all the ditches and all the rivers are, are being filled up because they're letting the water out uh, for this. Uh, anyway, that's what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing it. All right, so uh, let's get into it. Acts 15, the King James Bible, always in the King James. Verse, uh, oh, I forgot what time. The 13th or 21. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, men and brethren, hearken unto me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk as I go along here. Uh, sometimes we have to get people's attention before people will hear us. That's why I don't really talk to people other than saying good morning when I'm walking to my corner. Because they usually have uh, headphones on or earbuds in, they're listening to music or whatever they're listening to, a podcast. And they're really not listening to me. Uh, so I don't ask them to, I don't talk to them because my shirt does the talking. My hat does the talking. They see it, they see my hat, they see my shirt. Everybody who drives by, who rides their bicycle, who walks by, because there's a lot of traffic, a lot of things going on during the school year in Boulder. About 25,000 students uh, <laughs> come to Boulder in this little tiny town uh, every school year and then they leave <laughs> and so it's a mass entrance and a mass exit <laughs> it's pretty crazy all right so you got to get people's attention before you start talking to them and so what i do on the street is i lift a banner one of the ideas with my banner is to get people's attention that's why my hand is up i'm trying to draw attention to me because this is what the holy spirit said to do this is how he directed me. So I lift my hand. I lift my, ba uh, my banner, which is very colorful. I have my shirt hat on. My cones are pretty bright. And uh, because of the consistency and the persistency, the faithfulness, uh, people recognize me too. And so I can minister. I can minister. See, here comes this heavy wind blowing all around me. So that's what it says here. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Get my attention. Simon, which is Peter, uh, had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles. So he's telling, James stood up, Peter first stood up and delivered a message. Okay? Because every, you know, hope you're reading the story. I don't want to go through the whole story. But uh, so James is talking. Peter was talking. It's kind of team preaching. It's kind of what we do in our church. Our church is not one person preaching the whole time. We don't do that. Never will do that, as far as I know. Uh, the Lord's directed me to train everyone who wants to, I'm not gonna force it on them, but train everyone to preach the Word of God. That's what we do in our church. Uh, everybody has an opportunity to preach the Word of God, and we do that. So I'll preach for a little bit, then somebody else, and somebody else, and somebody else, 
and we go around the room and everybody gets a chance to deliver a five or 10 or 15 minute, whatever uh, message, all on the same verses. And everyone's message is completely different. It blows my mind. It just amazes me. And that is exactly what the Holy Spirit showed me to do. So to me, uh, Gospel Evangelist Church is a miracle in action, a real-time, physical, visual, visible uh, miracle working right before our eyes. It's amazing. And that's why my heart gets saddened when all the people who used to come to Gospel Evangelist don't come anymore, who don't participate. And they're not going to watch this growing of this miracle unfolding because this miracle doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and years and years and years sometimes for a miracle to transform. So, every, you know, so it's just the way it is. That's how people are, though. They get bored and uh, they want action right now. You know, so, you know, go someplace else, <laughs> you know. And they do. They go someplace else. Well, I'm going to go someplace else. That's all right. One day, you'll look around going, wow, what's that? What's that big group of people over there? It looks like two or 3,000 people over there. What's going on over there? Well, that's Gospel Evangelist Church. Wow, I used to be a part of that church five, 10 years ago. Man, look at that church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wait and see. If you want to, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see. If I even go to heaven, I'm going to look down going, if I can. I don't know if I can or not. All right, so uh, Peter declared unto how God at the first, see God does things first, right? That's what it says, God did things first. Uh, to visit the Gentiles, to take out of them a people for his name. I think that's interesting, take out. So here's all the Gentiles, you know, all over the world. There's the small group of Hebrew, God's people, the Jewish people. And then there's everybody else around the world, just two groups of people, a tiny group, a seed, and then all the other people. And so out of this massive amount of uh, mankind around the world, uh, we're gonna take out of that, out of that group, which tells us not everybody's gonna get saved. God already knows that. But we're given everyone the same identical opportunity. Receive Jesus Christ, repent from your sin, turn to Christ, and receive him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. That's what Paul and Silas told the prison guard. What, sirs, what must I do to be saved? To not go to hell, to be right with God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, right? and you shall be saved. Right? Take out of them a people for his name. I love it. That's why we preach the name of Jesus Christ. It bothers me greatly when big chunks of Christians all over the world that are English speaking, I'm talking about English speaking, and they never mention the name of Jesus Christ. They never mention Jesus. They never mention Christ. They never say that. They'll mention the Father God, God the Father. They'll mention the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, but they'll never say Jesus Christ. Why is that? They'll use some other name that I, I can't even pronounce. I haven't got a clue how you say it. I don't even know what it means, but they say it over and over and over again. I hear it all the time, all over the place, and they just flip it out like everybody knows what that means. You see, that's a form and a fashion of speaking in tongues. Yeah, that's an unknown tongue. So when you speak a Hebrew words and Hebrew names to me, who I don't know Hebrew, 
I don't know, I don't know it. It's an unknown tongue to me. What happens is, is you don't edify me. Nor anyone, anyone you're talking to, that does not edify them. It doesn't exhort them, doesn't comfort them. It troubles them. But to you personally, self-centered me, myself and I, it excites me because I know what it means. I'm not saying not use the name, but use the name and then give the interpretation of the name. You give the name, I mean, some of these names are short and some of them are like 20, 30 letters long, it seems like. I mean, they're just massive names that they, that they say this is, a, this is Jesus's name. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't find it in the Bible. And the Bible's so clear, there's none other name that we can call upon. And it says right here that uh, this is the Gentiles and take out of them a people for his name, for God's name, right? For God's name. So it's up to you. You can choose whatever you want to do. I don't care. I'm just, just voicing what I see and what the Word of God says. Right? So, you know, that's what, you know, that's what, that's what God does. Just like when Jesus is on the cross and he, 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 he gives this, this tongue that nobody understood what he said. He, a foreign language came out of his mouth hanging on the cross. He didn't speak the language of the people that were in front of him when he's hanging on the cross. He spoke a language that nobody understood. They were thinking, well, maybe that guy, uh, maybe he's calling on Elijah to help him. They had no clue what he was saying. And what does God do? Does God just sh shut up? No, because God says, if you're gonna speak and you wanna touch the people, you've gotta give the interpretation. So in the word, it tells you the interpretation. Here's the tongue that Jesus spoke. It's twice in the Bible. There's the tongue that Jesus spoke when he hung on the cross. And here's what he said in English. Now that edifies me, but the first doesn't edify me. I don't know what it says. It's a foreign language to me, but the English edifies me. I go, wow, that sound, that's really cool. You see how that goes? If you're thinking all about yourself and your life, then you're not doing the commandment of God. When Jesus said the laws hang on two, 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 uh, two laws. Here comes the university. I'll see if they're gonna kick me off. They usually don't. <laughs> Gotta wave to them. They do have the authority, but anyways, University campus. I'm always concerned because I've been kicked off of corners and locations before. But I know how that feels. <laughs> anyways, uh, so be concerned about that, all right? And if you have a friend that does that and you do it, I mean, reconsider. I mean, truly. Because we're to love God with our, everything that we are, and then we, after God fills us with that love, when we're praising Him and worshiping Him, He fills us with His love. Remember, so God so loved the world, that kind of love. Then we turn and we go to our man, mankind, male and female, and we pour out that God love to them. See? And on that hangs all the law. See? That's how it works. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name that you give me boldness to speak, to speak the truth. 
Uh, I pray, Lord, that uh, I'm coming across with love because I really care. I, don't, I just don't care about one person. I care about every, all of us. And I want everyone to be touched for heaven, not just one or two people. I want everyone to be touched. Everyone, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's go on down, down through here. All right, verse 15. And to this, agree the words of the prophets. So this is kind of cool. So James is going to talk about this is, the, this is what's out of the Old Testament. And this is exactly what Peter just stated. Even though Peter didn't quote this verse, James is going to quote the verse. You see how the Holy Ghost led? So the Holy Ghost was doing something with Peter. Peter sat down, James stood up, and James delivered a message. Same text, same situation, but different words, different message, different scriptures. Based on the same scripture, base, but added to that because of a different message coming out of James. It's phenomenal when you slow down and read it, the Word of God with the Spirit of Truth. Right? Who's that? You know, the Holy Ghost. And to this agree the words of the prophets, as it is written, after this, I will return. That's Jesus. I will return. Jesus will return and will build again the tabernacle of David. And I'm not going to talk on all this because this is very prophetic. I build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. Okay. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. Let's go. Verse 17. That the residue of men... Residue is the same as, uh, well, you know, residue, kind of the cream rises to the top, you know, that kind of thing. Residue of men, men, it's not genital organs he's talking about here. I wish people would get, the reason people get upset about that nowadays, and they feel so offended when you say man or mankind or men, they get offended because for centuries now, the church has allowed the ungodly word the ungodly word that they're attributing us to. And it now, it's all throughout the body of Christ. And it's a abomination, far as I'm concerned, because the root of that word, human, people would understand the root of words, they would stop using certain words. Because when you use the certain word, uh, that word goes down the trunk, that word's like a seed, that root goes down the trunk into the root system. All right? So the root of human is God-man, God-man, God-man. He's a God-man. That's what Satan told Adam and Eve, Eve, that you can be just like God. You can be just like God, God-man. So they perverted it, twisted it a little bit, and brought it into the church, and everybody uses that. And so now when you use man or men, uh, they're thinking about some genital sexual type thing situation. and. Uh, but they'd rather use that other that keeps that un, undisclosed, secret, hidden part of a word active. See, a lot of people don't know that. Words don't die. Words are a spiritual type situation. You can't see words. What you can't see is spiritual, right? And that thing stays alive. And those words are like seeds, Jesus said. You can sow good seeds or you can sow bad seeds, corrupt seeds, evil seeds. It's up to you. But people, uh, unfortunately, don't slow down with their life. They just are pushed and they're driven and they just go, 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 go. I listen to people when they read the Bible. They just shotgun, they just machine gun it out as fast as they can. And I'm going, do you know what you read? Oh yeah. 
You know, it's it just, I, I can't get people to slow down. I, I don't know what it is. But, uh, it, uh, you know, and so if you're really going fast, then you're going to miss the turn. You're going to miss the calling. You're going to miss what God is doing if you're going too fast. Because when you go fast, you have to pay attention to what's ahead of you. You have to, man, because you're, you're going fast. You can't make any mistakes. But when you're going slower, you can kind of look around. You can enjoy the nature. You can enjoy the sights. You can enjoy the move of God. You can enjoy people around you because you're moving slower. Right? Hope that makes sense to somebody. Makes sense to me. All right. All right, so uh, I forget where I was. That the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles, remember all the Gentiles will hear the word of God, all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called. When, you, when a Gentile calls on the name of, name of the Lord, the name of God, the name of the word of God, which is Jesus Christ, that's what Gabriel said. Gabriel said, and his name shall be called. What? That's his name? Why don't we shorten that up to just Jesus? <laughs> For he shall save his people from their sin. That's what Jesus means. It's the same as uh, uh, Jacob and Joshua. You know, those are different names for Savior. Anyways, let's keep going on. <laughs> That the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Who is doing all these things? God is doing these things. Jesus said, I, I'm checking my cones over there. I will build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will confirm the word with signs following. Jesus is very active in building his church out. That's why it's a highway. Uh, that's why uh, this is actually the, the gate of the city. This is Highway 36. It's like a freeway, and the freeway becomes a highway, and everybody stops. This is the first stop, first light coming into Boulder, and obviously the last light leaving Boulder. So the freeway begins right here, right there, like right there. <laughs> that's where the freeway begins. And there's the next exit, that's Baseline Road up there. And uh, that's why I'm here, because this is the southern gate on this part of the city. Anyways, also the gate to the university with all those students. Right? <clears throat> with all these things, God is doing it, all right? <clears throat> God is building Gospel Evangelist Church. No man will ever be able to say that they built Gospel Evangelist Church, not while I'm alive. No way. God is doing it. And we're, we're submitting ourselves to God's direction day by day, by faith. We have faith in God, that God knows what He's doing. We believe that. We know that. God proves it continuously, continuously, day after day, even today. How about that, right? I'm not, we're not wondering what to do next. We're not questioning God. We're not arguing with God. We're not in the dark. We're not... Uh, figuring out on our own brain how to build this church. We're just reading the word and praying and preaching and teaching Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, uh, so verse 18. Known unto God are all the works, no, all his works. Known unto God are all his works. 
from the beginning of the world. The beginning of the world, right? The beginning of the world. Let's keep on going. Verse 19, wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not. So this is, James, this is the conclusion that we're going to, we're considering this matter. We've talked to God. We searched the scriptures. We've been praying. And this is the conclusion. This is his sentence. This is his uh, declaration. Wherefore, my sentence is, is that we trouble not them, the Gentiles, trouble them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. We're not going to trouble them with these laws of circumcision, for example, in this, this case. Among the Gentiles are turned to God. Verse 20. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols. Right? That's part of the uh, uh, part of the uh, Ten Commandments, right? So part of the stuff we still do. No other gods will be placed before God. It's us, then God. It's not us, and then some man called the Pope, <laughs> and then God, you know, or some uh, idol called, you know, the statue of Mary. Uh, that's, that's a lie. That's an idol. No idols before God. Also, no sacrifices to the idol. No pollutions of this, right? That's what it says. Pollutions of idols and from fornication, Right? What is fornication? Right? That's that act of marriage that is not in marriage. That's called sleeping around, right? That's called sin. Sin, sin, sin. And it'll destroy your relationship with God. Destroy it. And if you commit sin, I I, I pray that you're convicted of that sin so mightily, so powerfully, that you repent from that sin and you turn from that sin and you live a holy, pure life in Christ Jesus, right? Fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood, right? See, these are things that God talked about earlier to his people. Don't do these things. And the reason he said this is because these things hurt us. That's a good father. That's a father who loves his kids. This and this and this are going to hurt you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. They're going to damage you. These are not good things to do. That's what he's doing here. Right? Why not? And so he put all that under the word sin. Right? Sin is disobedience, evil. It's evil, which is disobedience. It's really bad from God, from blood. Verse 21. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. So as you can see, he's referring to that. People have been preaching out of the books of Moses for centuries, for a long time. It says here, for Moses of old time hath in every city, they've been preaching in every city, all the stuff that Moses wrote, them, the Torah, right, the Torah, first five books of the Bible, for Moses of old time hath in every city that preach him, being read in the synagogues, they read it every Sabbath, every Sabbath day. They read the Torah, right? And it's become a religious act. People really aren't listening. They're really not taking it in. They're trying to, I guess. I don't know. I don't know that. But uh, uh, we do the same thing. But we're not reading. Uh, you know, 
I can go in a lot of different directions. The Holy Spirit just kind of, kind of, abrupt stopped me there. I'm just trying to thank. All right. So that's it right there. So let me pray. So Lord, I just thank you that we can come out to the street. Uh, we can preach a message out of the Word of God. Um, we can uh, declare your Word here on this uh, technology here that's doing this. It's really amazing to me, Lord, that I that you've asked me to do this. It's just really incredible. And so I give you all the glory, all the honor, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. In your name, Jesus, we humbly pray. Amen and amen. All right, so tomorrow is, today's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday. Wednesday, where am I going to be on Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday, I'm going to be, oh, uh, Canyon and 9th, 9th and Canyon. Uh, so when people come down from the university on 9th Street, they'll see me down there at Canyon. And it'll be from 11 to 2. I take off at 2 o'clock so I can get the video done. And then I catch the 537 bus out to church for our 6.30 early prayer. Then 7.30 is our church service. So uh, when you come to church at 6.30, it's not fellowship hour, it's prayer hour. We pray. If you want a fellowship, stay outside the door. Stay outside the church. And uh, But if you come into the church between 6.30 and 7.30, we're praying. We're praying. Okay? Uh, and if you want to come in, join us in prayer. But join, come around and cause all kinds of havoc with wanting to talk. That's happened so many times, I'm just kind of fed up with it. And I need to take authority over that and say it on this channel because it's really bugging me. People think that they can just come up to me anytime they want and just start talking. Uh, we're ministering. And uh, when people don't have the discernment of spirit, they don't know what's going on. They're not in tune with God. They don't see what's going on. It's really sad to me. But if you want a fellowship, stay outside. I don't care about that. It kind of bugs me a little bit that you don't come inside and pray, but that's okay too. I don't really care. Just don't be respectful of the time that we've set aside for God. That's the time we set aside for God. It's not my time. It's not somebody else's time. It's God's time. It's God's time. That's 6.30 to 7.30. It's God's time. And from 7.30 to 8.30 or 9, 9 o'clock, 7.39, that's God's time. But that's for everybody to minister, to fellowship, to talk, to preach, to do all that kind of stuff. Everybody comes with a word. Everyone comes with some. And understand, too, our, our church is built in such a way that if you just need to come for two or three minutes, come for two or three minutes. Come for an hour. Come for 30 minutes. Just come, get what you need, and leave. It's okay. You don't have to stay the whole time. You can come when you need to, you know, 7.30. Come when you need to and leave when you need to. Being led by the Spirit of God, right? The Holy Ghost. And uh, everybody knows that. No one feels offended. It's, it's just that's our church. We want people to have their needs met by the Holy Spirit. We're not going to meet their needs. The Spirit of God is going to meet people's need, right? So to do that, you need to give room. You need to give space. You need to give time for the Holy Spirit to do His work. All right? And it's not on our timeline. It's not on our schedule. The Holy Spirit moves as He wills, not as man wills. Jesus said, he will not speak on his own. The Spirit of God will say what Jesus wants to say to his church. But Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of the Father as our mediator. Amen? Every Wednesday, we have church. 
God bless you, man. I love you very much. You take care, all right? Bye-bye.